Are you a professional real estate agent looking to get the competitive edge? Let's face it, the real estate industry is changing and we're going to show you how to change with it. So stop sending out mailers, cold calling dead leads, or even worse, attending network meetings. Become a modern digital agent with your hosts, Dwayne and Amanda Roberts. Hey, today's going to be a little bit of a different twist on things because we're noticing that the market is shifting. Who can all agree that the market's not the same as it was 90 days ago? Can we agree that the market in the last 90 days has shifted a little bit? We're going to talk about how to navigate some of these shifts, what we can realistically expect, and how to move forward. So one of the first things I'm going to talk about is the fact that there's going to be a lot of agents leaving this business in the next six months. For those old dogs like me and gals that have been in the business a while, you're shaking your heads because you know exactly what I'm saying, all right? For the longest time, there was no skill that needed to be developed in order to do real estate. Heck, your hairdresser could list your house and it would sell in exactly 3.2 hours for 20% over list price. Why am I telling you this? Because we have to change the way we're doing business because if we don't, we're not going to last. One of the things that you have to ask yourself, and I want, you know, the rest of this week, I want you to really think about what I'm saying right here. I talk about it often on training, but I want to really emphasize, highlight, put an asterisk on this next statement. Why should someone do business with you? How are you different than every other agent that's out there? See, this is a serious question you need to ask yourself because there's legislation up at Congress right now. Does anyone know what the legislation I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. For those that are like, what? Let me, uh, let me ruin your afternoon. So there's legislation up in Congress to change the way we get paid as buyer's reps. Here is the general consensus across the board. Sellers have been suing the National Association of Realtors. Here's their basic complaint. You're charging me 6% to sell my house. We all know that you're giving 3% to the buyer. You're telling me that I need representation. The buyer needs representation. You're telling the buyer. So if I'm paying for representation, then why am I also paying for the buyer side of the representation? Do you see their argument? Do you see their point? Now, of course, we're saying, no, we're charging you 6% to sell your house. We can do whatever we want with the 6%. We just choose to give the 3% to someone else. Now, if you guys follow politics and I do, we're not going to get into that discussion today. But do you think there's a chance that this legislation goes through? Yeah, there's a chance. And if it goes through, we're going to change, we're going to, they're going to change the way that we get paid. Now, am I saying this to scare you? No, I'm saying this to make you aware. Because if you have your head in the sand, is the first key indication for you to drown. Did you know that the United States is one of the only remaining countries that actually pays the buyer's rep? Every other country, if you wanted to use a real estate agent, you paid out of your pocket to have representation. Can we all agree that that's going to slow us down just a little bit if that happens? Listen, I'm pro getting paid by the seller. That's how I made my entire career for 20 years. Trust me, I'm the guy that's like, this legislation is baloney, but it's going to pass. When's it going to pass? I have absolutely no idea. I hope 20 years from now, but it's gaining momentum in the house right now. We have a lot of lobbyists against it, but I think it's going to happen. Just to give you some background of all this came about, this actually started in the car business. Anyone ever sold cars here? Show hands. Any of the guys show cars? So back in the day, if you wanted to sell a car, you could make a lot of money. If you wanted to be in car sales and you were good at it, heck, you make $100,000 a year selling cars. Well, this all started with a guy in West Virginia. So there's a guy in West Virginia, and um, he went to the West Virginia Attorney General, who is very liberal, obviously, that at that, and made a complaint. Here was his complaint. Mr. Attorney General. I'm spending an enormous amount of time at this dealership. I'm coming in every single day from eight to eight, and I'm barely making a living. 
this guy over here is working the same hours that I am. He's making $100,000 a year, and I'm barely scraping by. Attorney General kept in and said, I just don't think that's fair. Why should this person be getting so much more than you and you guys are putting the same amount of effort? Now, we both know that one person can sell, one person can't. One person's out at the lot, talking to friends and family, one person's at the desk, right? But the Attorney General stepped in and the Attorney General said, I think that's right. So if you notice, there is a trend that's happening across the entire United States right now that the vast majority of car lots are not commission only no more. The vast majority of car lots, they have all the guys on a salary, a week salary, $35,000, $40,000 a year, little bonus spiffs if they get to 10 to 15 units a month. Why are they doing that? Because it's not fair and equitable. And they're saying the same thing about us. So what we have to do is we have to talk very strong about USPs. I'm going to spend a lot of time about USPs days, especially, okay, so what is a USP? Unique selling proposition. Got it, Dan. Exactly. What makes you different than everyone else? Let me frame something for you. Years ago, and not too many years ago, if you wanted to use a real estate agent, well, excuse me, if you wanted to buy a house, you had to use a real estate agent because there was no MLS. And they carried around a book about that thick. Anyone here remember that? Or anyone had a book? Okay. So you carried around this big book. I liked the book because it forced buyers to come to me for information. Well, now all the information that a buyer wants, honestly, including tax records, is kind of online, right? There's not as much need for us as there was before. So when you talk to a buyer and you say, hey, you know, let me help you represent you on buying this house. Can we all agree that we're starting to get more tech savvy and suave buyers? See, this younger generation in the back of their mind, they already know that they get, well, at least they think they can save 3% by bypassing the agent. Now I want to, I want to give you guys a gut check, a big gut check. And this was going to hurt. But I'm the honest coach. How many times have you got a buyer? You sent a list of MLS numbers. You put them on an auto drip, basically forgot about them, checked in there now and then. And three or four days later, they send you a list of MLS numbers that they want to see. Then you schedule them. You go show properties. You write one up and we rinse and repeat. All right. So if you're selling a million dollar house, was that $30,000 worth of work? What are you doing for the buyer that the buyer can't do for themselves? I'm going to flip the script on you. What if you had a buyer? And you sent a list of properties and they'll go, yep, saw that one, saw that one, saw that one, saw that one. But then you send them a list and like, wait, where did this come from? I didn't see this one. Aha, you provided value. So how can you get information like that that they can't get themselves? Anyone have any ideas? How can you get listings or know about properties before the MLS does? We are going to start sending letters, that's right, to neighborhoods that we actually want to market. That's what we're going to do. Imagine this. Imagine you got some pocket listings. You sent a letter out. You want to send a letter to a subdivision that typically has a turnover ratio. If it's a lake house community, they're not moving nowhere. Don't get those guys. They've arrived. But if you've got a first-time home buyer community, 600 homes, good idea to send them a letter. And the letter is going to say something like, hey, if you're thinking about selling your house, I got buyers that I want to buy. If you want to avoid the hassle of putting it on the MLS system and competing for price, I got a buyer that's willing to pay full price now, et cetera, et cetera. But we have some letters that we're about to add to the course. But what if you had four or five properties that were basically pocket listings that you can bring that value to the buyer? So what you need to start thinking about is what extra thing you can do your unique selling proposition that would make someone go, oh, I would like to hire this person. This person is different. What if you did this? What if you did a program and you called it the guaranteed love it or list it program? Buy this home, fall in love with it, 
if 18 months later, you don't love it, I'll sell it for free. Obviously, the buyer's side is going to have to pay the buy side. Sometimes buyers are afraid to make a decision because they don't want to get stuck into a property that they're not going to love for the rest of their entire life. If your USP was, is, hey, we're going to find you the perfect house, help you move. And if you don't love it in 18 months, we'll sell it for free. Get you another one. That's a unique selling proposition. Who would be okay with listing that house on the MLS and picking up another buy side 18 months later? Of course we would. Is that different? Of course it is. What if your program potentially paid for the home inspection? Now, before I get some hate email, some states allow it, some states don't allow it. I get that. You can get creative with the financing. I mean, with the deal. What if you said, buy a house with me and I'll use my dollars to make sure it's perfect before you move in. You're going to pay for the home inspection. What if you got with a lender and the lender and you and the lender did a deal where you're going to pay for the appraisal on that property? You have to get different day than we were yesterday to make them go, she's my girl, he's my guy. Next thing I want to talk about is conversion, because that's where the rubber beats the road for everybody is conversion. Leads are really the easy part, okay? It's just the recipe. Leads are easy. Cost of lead doesn't matter. And for those that are like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm going to start everyone out organically. If you're brand new to the course, you're in this organic approach. But the goal is not to keep you organic. The goal is get you to a point where you're spending money on Facebook ads. But if you're spending money on Facebook ads, I want you to have the confidence and the ability to know that if you spend in 350, you're going to get 5,000 out. If you're not, you're doing something wrong or there needs to be an adjustment in what you're actually doing. Listen, there's only two reasons people would ever fill out a form online. The first reason is they're wasting your time. These are tire kickers. These are looky-loos. These are people that are never going to do anything ever. We want to identify who they are and get them out of your pipeline. Or the second reason is something is happening or maybe happening in their future and they're just looking into different options. But the challenge you have as an agent is differentiation. See, if a buyer or a seller gets real serious about doing something, they're going to go online and they're going to ask themselves, where would I go if I moved? Every time they go to a website, they're forced to fill out a form. They become a lead. What happens when they become a lead? What happens to this right here? What happens to their cell phone when they become a lead? It blows blink, blink, blink up. What if they went to 10 different websites looking at property? So they don't understand that they're all getting the feed from the same place. There's no line to fill out forms, looking at houses. Now they've got 10 to 15 agents chasing them down. Let me ask you something. If you got a phone call and it was a strange caller ID, are you going to answer it? Yes or no? Are we answering it? You guys are realtors. The answer is yes. You should be answering the phone because you're realtors. Everybody else, no, they're not going to answer the phone. So when you call somebody and they don't answer the phone and you send an email, I'm going to tell you what most of you guys are doing right now. Make it a phone call. They don't answer. And this is what you say. Hi, this is Lorenzo with eXp Realty. Sorry that we missed you today. Love to talk to you about your upcoming home buyer search. Notice you're on our website looking at three bedroom, two bath house, 1,500 square feet in the blank, blank, blank area. At your earliest convenience, please give me a call at 615, blah, 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 blah. Happy to help you. And you're making it way overcomplicated. Do you think that that voicemail is going to get returned? Then why do you do it? Why does everyone do it? Because you haven't been taught how to do it differently. That's all. So then what do you do? You leave another one. And you've already messed up at that point because now they know who you are. They're going to mark you a spam. They're going to mark, don't answer this one, even if they requested information. And it's not because they're not interested. I want you to get this. It's not because they're not interested. It's because they're getting blown the flip up and they're tired of it. Emma, are you new to the course? Emma, unmute yourself. I'm going to use you as an example. Hi, Emma. Emma, Hi. Emma, are you married? No. Okay. So you have a significant other. Your significant other has been asking for a leather coat for the last 10 months. Like 
wearing you completely out. Every time they turn around, they're like, I've got to have this coat. So birthday, Christmas is coming around and you're like, I'm going to buy this coat. So you, you sneak off to the mall. You're getting your hair done. He doesn't know. You're there to get the coat. You walk into Wilson's department store. You got $500 cash in your pocket and you say, and an enthusiastic salesperson comes up and goes, welcome to Wilson's department store. Can I help you today? What is your normal gut reaction? I don't know. I probably just tell him what I'm looking for. It always backfires. I'm also every time it backfires. I'm also very sorry. I'm also very outgoing, so I'm like, yeah, sure. Like that's awesome. Well, most most people, Emma, you ruined my analogy, but it's okay. I can see how that would be overwhelming, though. Yeah, most people are going. People are bugging me a lot. Yeah, most people are going to say, "I'm just looking." I'm just looking. But the point is, they know that they have intentions on actually buying. All right, so Mm -hmm. I want you. I want you to write this down and remember this on this today's training. Everyone likes to buy nobody likes to be sold so these buyers want to buy but they just don't want to be sold right so here's what you're i want you to change how you message these people when you get these leads first thing i want you to do is send a text message if you call them and they don't answer the phone all you're going to do is send a text message and all it's going to say is this hi is this still James's phone? That's the whole flipping text message. The whole flipping thing. Put in the comments right now, one out of 10. As what do you think the chances is that James is going to respond to that message? One out of 10. Kristen says 10. What else we got? 10, 10, 10, 6, 7, 10. Most people respond. Not everyone. When they respond, what do they respond with? What do they say when they respond? What yeah. is this? <laughs> exactly right, right? And then, then you're going to say this. You're going to respond with this. All you're going to say is, great, it's Dwayne. Then they're going to say what? Who's Dwayne? <laughs> Dwayne who? That's exactly right. You see, I'm baiting you. I know exactly what's going to happen. And yeah, then I do too. <laughs> and then you're going to say, great, you're there calling you now, dot, dot, dot. Do you think that person is going to answer the phone? I'm creating curiosity. Do I know Dwayne? Did I go to school Dwayne? Do I owe Dwayne money? Why is Dwayne calling me? I'm creating curiosity. You see, there is a case study in the course you guys may benefit from. If you go to the course, you go to there at the very bottom in the frequently asked question section, I often get a, hey, my leads aren't responding. what I do? Leads aren't responding. So I had a girl two or three months ago that said the same thing. Hey, got all these leads. No one's responding. Of course, I said, hey, have you called the leads? And of course, they said, hey, she said, yeah, I've called them all, Dwayne. By the way, she had like 300 some leads. I said, you called them all? She goes, yep, every last one of them. I said, how many of these did you get to a lender? She goes, nobody. First of all, if I had a flipping nickel, every time someone told me that, I wouldn't be doing Zoom calls. I'd be fishing on the beach. I'd be retired. So what I did, and I'm telling you this, I want you to look at the case study when I'm done. What I did is I felt froggy. And I picked up the phone and I recorded the entire conversation and I called the very first number on her list. Of course, there was no answer. I did the texting thing. She responds. I get on a call. I found out that this girl lives in a mobile home park. At first, I'm thinking this is going to backfire on me, but you never know. But she lived in a mobile home park. But here's the cool part. The entire mobile home development was put on notice that everyone has to leave because they sold out to a commercial development. And she had a 640 score. $140,000 equity in this mobile home. Point is, is everyone in there has got to go somewhere. So by the time we were done with the conversation, she was willing to have that conversation with the lender, willing to start exploring what's happened from there. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't follow up. So we get off the call and I tell the agent, the student, just like you. And I said, Hey, one or two things just happened. Either a, I'm just the luckiest guy in the world. B 
I'm actually following the instructions that you should have followed. And she goes, but I'm not as good as you, Dwayne. Okay, fine. Practice, get better at it. Do it till it becomes myelin. We're going to talk about myelin here in a few minutes. So why am I telling you this? Because I don't want you to get caught up in lead gen. This is not about lead gen. This is about converting. And you have to time block. Now, you, some of those, you may have heard that before, what time blocking really is. Let me break it down to you so it's real easy. You ain't doing nothing but prospecting during a certain period hour of the day, and no one can bother you because it is your skill, your craft, the way you support your family. Brian, I'm going to use you as an analogy. Brian, are you a heart surgeon? No. Would you, would you agree with my statement that if you wanted to become a heart surgeon, you've got to go to medical school? Yes. Would you agree that you would probably practice on multiple cadavers before you actually grab a scalpel? Well, here in the United States, yes. <laughs> correct. correct. <laughs> Another country may not. <laughs> right. So would you agree with me that when a surgeon cracks a chest cavity, he's not looking at it going, what artery is that? He doesn't have a textbook in one hand and a scalpel in the other. He's not asking for advice from the nurse. He knows his craft. She knows her business. Who's ever watched a uh, sitcom, someone's in surgery, they got ACDC blaring in the background and they're just going to town in there. Have you ever wondered how in the world can they concentrate? They don't have to because they developed something that's called myelin. Myelin is your new Scrabble word for the day. Myelin is a response to something that you don't have to think about that becomes natural. Your heart beating, you don't have to go beat, 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 beat. It just does it. It's myelin. It's repetition. It's done it over and over and over again. So a surgeon has practiced his or her craft to the point where they can do it blindfolded because they've just done it over and over and over and over again. And when a surgeon goes into surgery, they have a big sign above the door that says surgery in progress. I promise you, if the kid falls off his bike and scrapes his knee, no one's going in bothering the surgeon. It could wait to after surgery. Does that make sense? When I take private clients on board and I do that from time to time, I always send people a survey. Tell me about your day. What does it look like? And I always ask the question, are you time blocking? Guess what the response is 95% of the time? Put in the comments. What's the average response I get when I ask people they're time blocking? There's two ways to be an agent. First way is you can be what's called a reactive agent. The second way is you can be a proactive agent. Most agents are reactive. And that's why the average agent across the United States uncloses four to six transactions a year. They react to people calling them. There's two ways you're making money in this business. Way number one, you're on the phone talking to someone about buying or selling real estate. Way number two, you're out in person talking to someone buying or selling real estate. Everything else, it's just paperwork. So what you should do is you should block off two hours per day that you're going to do nothing but prospect. You're going to work the leads that you have. This is a time that you lock yourself in your closet, your office, your bedroom, where you can get away from the family. You're not cooking dinner. Sometimes they get excuses because they're all excuses from students. They're like, well, my husband, my wife gets home. I want to spend time with the family and I want to have to cook dinner. No, 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 no. You've got, those are just excuses. I want you to put in the comments right now why you got involved with real estate. First of all, I'm going to be the first person to recognize that this is a hard job. And this is not the job that most people thought they were getting involved with when they went to real estate school. They got out, they weren't through their warm market. And they're like, damn, what do I do now? And, that's, and then it gets tough. 
So put in the comments right now the real reason you got involved with real estate. And don't say money. I keep getting money. Go deeper with me. What's the money going to do? What would you do with the money? Would we go on vacation? Would we just have stability, quality of life? I like Kathy said, buy a lifestyle. I like that. Michelle, Shay, Chris, and Lorenzo, Anna, cooperation here, Tamika. Why did you guys get involved with real estate? And the reason I'm asking you this is because your why must be bigger than your excuse. We're all motivated by different things. Some people, it is just money. I kind of fall in that category. But there's things I can do with the money. There's other people that want to be financially independent for security. Other people want to send their kids to college. Other people are ready for retirement. Some people have been hustling this business for 15 to 20 years. They're ready to go fly planes in Alaska, right, Cliff? There's different things that motivate you. And unless you know what those things are, you're never going to time block. You're never going to go through the no's that it takes to get your yes. You're not going to do it because it's not worth it enough to you. Who's read my book? Anyone read my book? All right. I feel like a loser. Okay. So there's a chapter in my book. It's called The Farmer's Dog. So once upon a time, there was a salesperson that went to a farmer's house. He went to the farmer's house. He knocked on the door and man opened the door. Salesperson started going to his pitch. And two or three minutes into it, there's a dog howling in the background. Salesperson says, um, what's wrong with your dog? Farmer looked at him and said, well, he's just sitting on a nail. Salesperson just kind of shrugged it off. A couple of minutes later, dog increases intensity. Ah, mister, there is something wrong with your dog. He's just sitting on a nail. Salesperson shrugs it off again. Five minutes later, this dog is in, in excruciating pain, howling at the top of his darn lung. Salesperson said, I am so sorry, sir, but there's something wrong with your dog. Man looks at him and goes, well, he's just sitting on a nail. Then salesperson goes, well, why doesn't he get off? Old man looked at him and said, well, I guess it just don't hurt bad enough just yet. You see, everyone is unhappy about their life or a portion of their life, but most people aren't unhappy enough to do something about it. There's only two things that you need to know in order to crush this darn business. When I say crush, I mean slaughter it. The first one is how to attract buyer and seller leads. The second one is how to convert buyer and seller leads. You get those two things accomplished, you got a golden ticket. Willow Wonka's chocolate factory, baby. You can do whatever you want to it. I was closing 75 to 100 transactions a year. Just me, no team. My wife was doing 20 to 30 because I had goals. I had dreams. I had ambitions. I had things to do, people to meet. And I promise you, and I can't overemphasize what I'm about to tell you, I didn't do much more than everybody else. Or should I say I didn't do much different than everybody else? But I can guarantee you this, I did a hell of a lot more of it. Every single day, I had a rule. I sort of coined this thing. I'm not sure if it's technically trademarked, but I call it the power of two. Every single day, when I woke up, when my feet hit the floor, I ate my breakfast and said my prayers, I was on a mission to send two people to a loan officer. I wanted two people to say, hell, if you can get me approved, we're going to go buy a house. That's what I wanted. And if I accomplished it by noon, I was done for the day, first to get to lender. If you do that, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Will it take you four hours of prospecting when you first start? Maybe. Maybe you can accomplish it in 30 minutes. You have to learn how to talk to people. The point is, is if you send two people per day to a lender, providing we have a lender that does their job, two times five is 10. 10 times four is 40. Listen, 
when's the last time you sent 40 people in one month to a loan officer? That's the production most of you guys are doing for the entire year. If you send 40 people to a loan officer, how many approvals do you think are in there? I know the real numbers. I'm just curious. Put in the comments right now. If you sent 40 people to a loan officer, how many do you think bare bones will probably get approved? People are saying four. That's the answer, four to six normally. Now, what I want you to do is this. I want you to take your average purchase price in your market times by the average commission you get, two and a half or 3%, and then times that by four. How much money would you make if you got four people approved in one month out looking at properties? Put in the comments. John says 25K, 34K, 8,000. That's three answers and 20 people on the line. 35,000, Cliff said. 60 grand, woohoo. 20 grand, 25, 20. So it's all over the board. 20 to $60,000. The only thing that's preventing you from doing that is two things. Number one, you got to do the work to get the leads. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. And number two, you got a time block. You actually got to work the flipping leads every day. Do you think it's easier to send 40 people on the 30th of the month to a lender or send two people a day? Enjoy your life. If you're done at noon, well, three o'clock, go be a wife, go be a husband, spend time with the kids, go play in the pool. You've done your job for the day. Let's talk about getting the leads. There's two ways to get leads. You get them organically or you pay for them. It doesn't matter how you get them. And for those who are brand new to the course and you're starting on the organic strategy, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. There's nothing in between. I start everyone out organically because I do not know two things. I do not know your marketing budget. If you have one, I do not know your conversion skills. Sometimes I get students that are spending $2,500, $3,000 on Zillow. I'm like, hey, let's spend half the amount, get double the results. Sometimes I get students that are like, listen, I've never really worked internet leads in the past. And I hope this works because if it doesn't, I have to go get a real job. And please take me as a client. And Dwayne, I'm not sure what you can do with me because I have a budget of nothing. Well, we got to start somewhere. And there's a few things that you can do to get leads, but the goal is not to stay there. The goal is to run Facebook ads. If you don't have a budget right now, that's fine. Be real with where you're at. Do the organic approach enough so you can get some closings where you can reinvest. Who watched the second video in the course, our big vision for you? Everyone's hands need to be going up right now. That's the second video of the course. That's where I want you to be. If you're closing, two or three transactions a month, and you're reinvesting 10% back into Facebook ads, you keep that sucker rolling, it's going to snowball on you and you're going to have a very substantial pipeline. Sam said, can we get posting paid ads? Absolutely, 100%. But I'm going to tell you what you can do to, to fix it right now, Sam. You're looking at this new meta crap, which is garbage. I hate it. I hate it. You can switch back and make it match the video. So most people don't know you can do it. So when you go to business manager, go to the very bottom, there's a help button, click on help. And then there's an option to switch back to business manager. It will match the video. The only reason I haven't done it yet, and most people don't know this, but Facebook has four to five versions of their platform of meta. They're split testing to figure out what's more user-friendly. So even if I made a meta video, there's a darn good chance it still doesn't match your screen. So for now, I'm waiting for all that to kind of settle out so they determine which one they're actually going to do. But for now, switch back to business manager and it will match the video. Second way, oh, and also on the organic approach, you're not going to love every single strategy. That's okay. You may love the renters, the homeowner stuff. I've had people doing it for five years. They never went off it. Maybe that'd be a cup of tea. You may love doing polls. Maybe it's your cup of tea. Maybe love doing the Facebook marketplace. Might not be your cup of tea. 
pick and choose what works the best for you enough to the point where you have a marketing budget and we can start spending some money on some ads and we're going to scale up from there. And then there's all kinds of things we're going to do. We're going to start doing YouTube. We're going to start doing the, the books. We're going to start doing all kinds of stuff. But a confused mind takes no action. And I don't want you to be confused. So I didn't want this course to be a program where you get in, you got to do studying for six months. I mean, I love my competitors, but one of my competitors is a girl named Krista Mayshore. Anyone know who that is, ladies? You should be blowing your feet up at this point, right? She charges $23,000 for a course. I'm not dinging that to eat your own. I'm glad she can get it, whatever. But I get two or three of her students every single month. And the generalized feedback that I get is, hey, Dwayne, in a week, I got better results and leads off you than I did with her for an entire year. Because she teaches branding. And I'm not saying branding is not a part of this business. It should be. But what I'm saying is I'm a dollar in, $3 out type of guy. If I spend a buck, I want to get $3 back. So take advantage of the course. Sometimes you have to be in the right mindset. And this analogy hits home because sometimes my mind isn't 100% where it needs to be. We talk to people and obviously you guys are the winners. You invested in the program, $3,800. But we talk to people at the end of the day, like, I know this could work, but I just can't, you know, I just can't do it 3,800 bucks. We're like, you're going to get like a lot of leads. And they're like, well, I just, I just can't do it. It's a mindset issue. Why am I telling you that? Is because I want to grow my business. And we're kind of to a point where I've done what I know I need to do. And I'm, I need to bring in some outside help. I need to bring in a consultant. Say, hey, Dwayne, this is how you're going to get to where you want to get. So I had a presentation a couple of days ago, just like you guys went with presentation with me, we get to the end of it and the guy drops a $40,000 prize tag on me, $40,000. Even with me, and I know I believe in education, I've been in education my whole entire life. I'm like, uh, excuse me, what? What did you say? My wife wasn't on that presentation. So when we get off the call, she goes, how did it go? I said, hey, it's 40K. You think she jumped for joy? Here's my point. I paid the guy $40,000 yesterday. I wired it to his bank account. Why? because he has what I need to get to where I'm going. But at this point, it's up to me. Is he gonna chase me down and make sure I'm doing the work he tells me to do? <laughs> He's got my 40K. Here's where I'm going with that. I've always been the person that's always invested in courses and coaching because they always get me where I need to go. And I milked the living tar out of it. I don't care if it was a $97 product or a $40,000 product. I'm gonna get the value out of it and get what I can get out of it. Sometimes we have students that come on and, and I hate to say this, but it's a true statement. Sometimes at $3,800, it's too low of a price point. They don't take it that serious. Like if you spent 20 grand, most of you be like, I'm in every day. What are you telling me to do, Dwayne? But I wanted to make it so it's affordable for everyone. So my point is, is take advantage of what's there, learn what's in there, get what's good, and then add gasoline to it when you figure out where your sweet spot's actually going to be. If tech's not your thing, that's okay. Some people are techie. Some people, they ain't techie. If you're not that techie and your 10 weeks tech support runs out, there's YouTube videos to teach you that stuff. There's a college class you can go. The point is this. I didn't get successful in my career by taking no for an answer. There was no such thing as a no. I found the solution. I found the answer. I can't tell you the number of times we get a ticket on something that has nothing to do with the course, like nothing. And I don't really even know the answer to it. I go to YouTube and I go, how to blah, blah, blah. I send them a video. And they were waiting like, you know, two days to get a response on that. By the way, YouTube is your friend on just about everything. All right. So I'm going to open up to some Q&As for the rest of the time now. If you're stuck in the course, don't know what to do, where you're at, where are you at in your business right now? So I know how to help you the most. All right, John, you're up.
Hey, real quick, no question. Been playing with the course. I just want to say greatly appreciate everything that you put together there. So much information. I'm in there almost every day learning something new. And I'm also sharing with my team. I hope you're okay with that. Some of the strategies wow. I'm picking up and they're loving it too, man. So just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate everything you put together so far, man. I appreciate that, man. Does my heart good. Thank you so much. All right. Who else had their hand laid up, uh, raised up there? Hey, what's up, Dan? Hey, how you doing, Dwayne? Good to talk to you. So I've been doing this too long. Maybe it's just the heat out here in the desert or what, but on. I've got the mini chat set up and I'm trying to connect that with your platform and somehow I'm having a dumb moment and I've joined all the groups, et cetera, et cetera. I'm dropping $1,500 a month on sync for their leads. I've done all that other bolt baloney, the, the EDDM. I'm doing all this stuff. I really I, I resonate well with what you're talking about, but I'm, there's that gap. So if one of your support people could call me afterwards so we can get this thing fixed yes, uh, yes, today. Yes and no. We do not call, but you can schedule an appointment. So go to the course, go to the very bottom. There's a, a image that says tech support. Click it, book the next available call. You might have something available in the morning. We'll get your bot up and running and get it fixed for you. Thank you. I, I, otherwise, I resonate well with your stuff. I mean, I've been through the billboards, the radio ads, the TV. I've had the rock star teams. Yep. Just trying to recalibrate myself as an agent out here in the Palm Desert area. Where are you at? And, uh, the Palm Springs, Palm Desert, California. Hot, but there's tons of people with lots of money and lots of transactions. Sixty percent of the stuff is cash. Uh, right. There's tons of money to be hit made here, so I'm here for a short term, not a long time. There you go. Let's get it. Yep, Dan, we'll take care of you. Just book a tech call. I appreciate right. it. Okay, any other questions? Raise your hand. Hi, Emma. What you got? Hey, maybe there's a video of it, and I just can't find it anymore in the course. But I'm getting leads, and they come in through my mini chat. But I just don't really know how to. Like, obviously, call them and everything you said. Hi, is this still James' phone? But I don't know how to keep them organized. I feel like I'm struggling with that. In the course, uh, let me find it for you. So I'm just like, in the course, I'll tell you where it's at. So there's a, there's yeah, a video staying organized in chat. First of all, you can use a CRM. I'm anti-CRM, kind of, sort of. I shouldn't say that because I actually own a CRM. I don't push it on people. But this is what I've learned with CRMs. I've learned that... Most time, people with CRMs, let me move you out of the way so I can get there. They're so complicated, like the conversions and the commands of the, the world. They're so complicated that the leads get kind of lost in the shuffle. And I don't like yeah. doing that, right? So um, we do it a little bit differently. You can do it however you want. The best CRM system to use is the one you're going to use, right? Use. Yeah. But in mini chat, I'm in the course right now. There is, let me go, it says, so it's the third module down, working with the bot, third lesson, how to manage your leads in Minichat. Yeah, I think I watched that video, but I still am feeling kind of lost, I guess. No worries. So, all right, so I'm going to go to Minichat. I'm going to show you how I organize leads. Can everyone see my screen? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so when I explain to you the process I do, all right, here we go. All right, so I, I'm in a student's account. Sorry if, if you're on the call. Whatever. All right. So Ellie came in four hours ago. All right. So here's how here's how I'd work this lead if it was my lead, right? So I'm going to ask myself a question. The question I'm going to ask internally is I'm am I making money with Paula in September 2022? So let's say I have a conversation with this girl and she's like, Dwayne, thanks for calling me. You're my guy. I'm glad that you know you, you reached out to me. I want to use you, but listen, I'm in a lease until December. Why don't you give me a call in November? So we're going to organize leads by tags. 
So if I go up here, I can add a tag. So I'm going to add a tag that says November 2022. Boom. So when I go to the system and log in the left-hand side, I can pull up just my tags, right? So it should be showing up. Let me hit refresh. I should have a tag that says November 2022. There it is. Okay. So when November comes around, I start at the top. I have conversations with people. They, you know, I'm nurturing them. And then I ask myself the same question. Am I making money with you this month? If I am, I'll leave you in November. If not, I will push you to December. So what I do is I have an initial conversation. I determine time frame, And then I move them from month to month to month until they eventually close. That forces me to stay in constant contact with them until it happens. Does that make sense? Let me get rid of this tag. Now, a little bit of a little bit of a pro tip. If I had this conversation with this girl and she's like, hey, Dwayne, I'm going to use you. Call me in November. If I do not get face to face with this girl between now and November, you know what's going to happen when I call her in November? Put in the comments right now what's going to happen when I call her in November. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. She's going to be in, she's going to be on a contract every last single flip in time. Every last, Cliff, you nailed it. Every last flip in time. So here's the point. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. In order to get them to know, like, and trust you, they must meet you. So no matter what they tell you, put it put it in your, your organization file, but you want to get face-to-face. Even if it's six months out, you want to get face-to-face because people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So get Starbucks, show a couple properties. You're trying to get them to know you and you're trying to get them to say the magic words. And the magic words is I'm working with somebody because you can say, stay off of Zillow, stay off realtor.com. I'm going to send you all the homes that only make your criteria. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to do it. And when they go online, looking at darn properties, they're going to become a lead and all these agents are going to chase them down. And there's going to be a little bit more aggressive agent than you. And they're going to swoop them out from underneath you. So you've got to meet them face to face as quick as possible. Start developing that rapport. If that makes sense. Cheryl, you're up. What question do you got? Sorry, my video, my camera's not working. So I have a question. I have a a lot of older online leads that I have not done anything with. How do I re-engage with them? Good question. So how long ago? Maybe two years ago. Okay. So let me give you the unofficial answer and then the official answer. So the official answer is, is according to the Telephone uh, Consumer Protection Act, you're not supposed to actually contact them unless they've had had engaged with your business in the last six months. Okay. The unofficial answer is I would send them all a text message. Okay. And I would would start with what I just said. Hey, is this still Bob's phone? Get everyone on the phone. (laughs) I would just, I would, this Bob is just, I would, I would just do that all day long. This Bob, this Susan and, and so people that respond, give them a call, find out, say, Hey, my approach would be this. Hey, this is Shirley. I'm sure if you remember me, but you know, we, you know, we were communicating a couple of years ago, 18 months ago, whatever, you know, at that time you were interested, you know, you were thinking about purchasing the property. I want to know, I know that's still the game plan that you got, that you guys already buy. Now okay. what's going to happen and it's going to fire you up, but it's going to be good is you're going to walk away with 10 to 15 people that already bought a house. And, yeah. you're, and you're gonna go ah. Trust yeah. it's happening. It's, it's happening. I sort of, I sort of hope it happens because the fact is, is that I've had that happen with people that I sold a home to, and then they relisted, and I made sure after two of them, it never happened again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's ha- it happens to all of us. And when it happens, you're like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me, right? 
But right. I, learned, I learned the hard way that you got to get it face to face. The email campaigns don't work. Send them an email. They don't respond to it. Do you have any old seller leads as archaic as 80s as this sounds? Go knock on their door. Really? Yep. Have conversation with them. People are people are more likely to have conversations with you in person than they are on the phone. They're quick to say no on the phone. Hey, this okay. is Shirley. Just having to be in the area. I know you have no idea who I am, but hey, eight <laughs> months ago, you were on our website looking at properties and I just wanted to stop by, put a face to a name and see if you guys are still thinking about maybe buying another house. Okay. Just engage in conversation and you'll be surprised the ones that will end up inviting you in the house. You do it long enough, you know, someone's going to say, hey, come on in. Okay. Show, show you the granite countertops. I mean, Cliff, Cliff, you got some leads, uh, you got some listings like that recently, didn't you? Yep. So I coached Cliff to do that and he did the same thing. Just go knock on the door. Okay. Great. Right. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, we're almost out of time. Just a friendly reminder. Next week, we are not having a coaching call. I'm so sorry, because I'm going to be in training. So I'm going to be at a uh, training event for an entire week, but we will resume the following Tuesday. Anytime you need help, this is what you need to do. Post your question inside the group first. I've got moderators. We all get dinged when that happens. Someone's going to jump in and answer your question. If you do not get an answer or you don't think you got an answer fast enough, send an email to support at agentofraymaker.com. We do our very best to, to answer all support tickets by 5 p.m. that day. So you're guaranteed a 24-hour response. Please, for the love of God, if you send a support ticket, please be specific on your support ticket. My bot's not working. does not help me at all. If you can give screenshots and even maybe a Loom video, and this is what's happening when that happens, it helps us help you so much faster so we know where to go. Otherwise, we're going back emails back four times before we actually get to the root of, root of the problem. There is a chat button on the on the membership site on the bottom right. That is an outsourced chat team. They're basically can, can responses to frequently asked questions. They may know some of the questions they would have known where to find your videos and stuff like that. You can always do a chat with my team. If they don't know it, they'll refer it back to us. And if you know on the get-go that this is going to be a tech thing, let's go ahead and book a tech call. We do those calls Monday through Thursday in the mornings. So the sooner you can book a call, the quicker we can actually help you out. So that's it, guys. We're out of time. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Same time, same place. And remember, nothing happens unless you make it happen. Let's get out of the rip. See you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Modern Digital Agent Podcast. We hope this episode was insightful and helps you become a well-oiled real estate marketing machine. If you're looking to become a modern digital agent, don't forget to check out our training platform at moderndigitalagent.com. Until next time, be safe and remember you're only one system away.